Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Luis Schiavone. Tens of thousands more student loan borrowers had their debts canceled as the week ended. President Biden Friday approved another $5 billion more in student loan debt relief. White House spokesperson Karine Jean-Pierre. President Biden announced his administration is canceling debt for another 74,000 student borrowers across the country with today's actions. The Biden-Harris administration has now canceled debts for 3.6 million Americans, and that's a big deal. Many of the recipients of the latest breaks are public workers, including teachers, firefighters, and nurses. The policy applies to those who've been in a repayment plan for 20 years, but whose debts had not been forgiven. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott has endorsed Donald Trump, rejecting the presidential bid of a fellow South Carolinian, Nikki Haley. Steve Futterman has the latest from the primary campaign trail in New Hampshire. Four days before the primary, Donald Trump got a major endorsement from one of his former opponents. He's a fantastic man, Tim Scott. Tim Scott suspended his campaign in November. In endorsing Trump, Scott said the former president will lower taxes and enforce law and order. We need a president who will unite our country. We need Donald Trump. Scott, like Nikki Haley, is from South Carolina, but the two have had some sharp verbal battles. During one debate, he accused Haley of spending $50,000 on curtains when she was U.N. ambassador. Do your homework, Tim, because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them back? It's in the press. Did you send them back? Haley received an endorsement on Friday from Republican Governor Phil Scott from neighboring Vermont. For NPR News, I'm Steve Futterman in Manchester, New Hampshire. After a bout of freezing rain and high winds, Oregonians are enjoying warmer weather. As Brian Bull of member station KLCC in Eugene reports, recovery efforts continue. The ice storms caused massive power outages and immobilized traffic. Over a dozen deaths are blamed on the severe weather. At the Cascades Raptor Center in Eugene, falling trees crushed several aviaries. A downed power pole is hampering access as well. Bird curator Kit Lacey says this rescue and rehab facility sustained at least $30,000 in damages, but all three dozen hawks, owls, and eagles are safe. We have some of our intrepid volunteers gathering debris. We're constantly trying to see where all the widow makers are because we can't open until the site is safe. Across Oregon, residents are dealing with damaged roofs, burst pipes, and spoiled food. For NPR News, I'm Brian Bull in Eugene. Across the nation, there are warnings of brutal cold as an Arctic air mass spreads from the Midwest to the East Coast. Below freezing temperatures are reported as far south as Mississippi after a series of heavy winter storms around the country. This is NPR News in Washington. Respiratory virus season may be taking a turn for the better. New data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show that virus levels may be plateauing. NPR's Ping Wong reports. Flu and COVID levels are stabilizing nationally, and in some places, they're declining. This is welcome news for health officials and the public after rapid increases over the holiday season. But the country is not out of the woods yet. 
While these downward trends are welcome, they're coming down from very high numbers. Just last week, more than 30,000 people were admitted to the hospital with COVID, and almost 15,000 were admitted with flu. The CDC says the numbers may yet go up. Doctors say it's still a good idea to take precautions to reduce exposure by getting vaccinated, washing hands, and wearing masks in crowded settings, especially for those who are vulnerable to serious illness or spending time with those who are. Ping Huang, NPR News. The United Nations agency that promotes gender equality is reporting that the main victims of the war in Gaza have been women and children. UN Women estimates that two mothers have lost their lives every hour since the brutal October 7th Hamas attack inside Israel. The report highlights the burden on women fleeing the fighting with their children. It finds that at least 3,000 women may have become widows and heads of households, and at least 10,000 children may have lost their fathers. Of the 1.9 million displaced in Gaza, the report finds 1 million are women and girls. I'm Luis Schiavone, NPR News, Washington.